Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Hey, so glad you're joining us today. Uh, We're continuing our series, Conversations. I know this, it's been so good. I've been so encouraged building my faith, hearing people's stories and how God is working through their lives. I want to remind you that, hey, if God did that for someone else, he will do that for you. He is good. He loves you. Uh, Revelations 12, 11 says, and we overcame by the blood of the lamb, that's Jesus, and the word of their testimony. Now, I I believe that you can use someone else's testimony, look into their lives and say, that's how God is working in their life. If God's working in their life, know what? He will do it for me as well. I'm super excited about our conversation today with Tanya Snellgrove. Tanya is our kids ministry, kids church, Thrive Kids um, leader. I'm super excited about it. I believe it will bless you, build faith in you. And uh, if you're in that in-between waiting season or in a season of, of just waiting, I believe that it will totally speak to you today. So here's my conversation with Tanya. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, I am really looking forward to our conversation today. We have Tanya Snellgrove. I'm super excited. Uh, Tanya and Connor, they're an amazing couple. They have two amazing boys. And Tanya leads our kids' church. So I am super excited to have you here. So welcome, Tanya. Thank you. Nice to have be here with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, part of our conversations that we're having uh, in this series is we're asking like some get to know you questions as well for people who may not, may not know, know you and mm-hmm. just to get to know you a bit more. So uh, the first one is, where are you from? Because you have a cool accent. I would try and do it, but... <laughs> I so I was actually born in Rhodesia, now known as Zimbabwe, and I grew up in South Africa. So yeah. that's kind of where my accent's from. <laughs> Love it. That is awesome. Now, what brought you to uh, to Calgary? Well, um, that's a long story, but basically we felt that God was calling us back to Calgary and also Connor, my husband, um, his family was all in Calgary at that time. So we wanted to be close to them as well. Yeah, I'm so glad that both you and Connor did mm-hmm. listen to God and come to Calgary. So <laughs> I'm Amen. so thankful. Yeah, that's so good. How long have you have you been coming to Thrive then for people who don't know? We've been here from the beginning. So yeah. it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And and why Thrive? Why why did you guys why Thrive? Mm-hmm. We just feel like right now this is where God wants us as our family. Um, there's been times throughout these years that we're like, well, maybe we should try something different. But we've always just felt like, no, this is home. This is where we want to be. And this is where um, God wants us for this time. So our whole family has always loved coming to the church. My boys have grown up in this church. So we just love it. It's family for us. Awesome. Well, we love you and, uh, and you guys. And we're so glad that uh, that. You're part of the Thrive family. So, mm-hmm. and the last thing we're asking everybody is like, what's a hobby or something that we don't know? Now, mine's gardening, uh, but what is yours? What's, what hobby? Do you Hobbies? Have? 
Hmm, what is that word? <laughs> does coffee count as a hobby? Hey, yeah, hey. Um, currently, right now, I don't have a lot of time for hobbies. So I do like coloring in, like this adult coloring in thing is yeah. kind of a thing. And um, I find that it relaxes me. I do enjoy that. I used to do a lot of cross stitching, but being a mom and working full time, I just don't have time for that. So coloring totally. in, I guess, is my new hobby for now. And being a mom. Yeah, hey, that's good. That's good. Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> up until about I don't know three months ago I didn't have a hobby and Nat would keep saying Josiah like you need a hobby you need to yeah. like have something else mm -hmm. I'm like I don't know so what? I've uh, gone two feet into gardening we'll see nice. if uh, after this summer if I'm if I'll never do gardening again or if I'll go well <laughs> <laughs> gotta try something <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Daniel, why, how did you, uh, how did you meet Jesus or like, how did you start that relationship with Jesus? Mm -hmm. um, so my family's got a bit of a history as well. And so really we, as a family started going to church more regularly around when I was about six or seven. And it was actually through Sunday school that I mm -hmm. um, committed my life to Jesus um, and have been following him since then. And I've been raised as a missionary kid. I was a missionary wow. myself for a while. And um, so it was around seven years old that I gave my life to Jesus and have been following him and serving him since then. Love it. That is so good. Mm -hmm. So good. Now, part of these conversations we're asking, um, when, when was there like a challenging situation or, um, or time in your life where maybe you didn't see a way out or, or the challenge seemed impossible? Mm-hmm. So that was an easy one for me to think about because um, the one that really uh, stands out is when I was actually waiting to come to Canada. Um, mm -hmm. It was waiting for my permanent residence. So what had to happen is Connor and I had just been married for about a year. Um, and then he came back to Canada to kind of get a job, get settled. And I had put in my application. The application is about that thick with photos wow. and letters and all this stuff proving wow. that I actually married him for love and not because I wanted to live in Canada. <laughs> um, and so it was that waiting period was probably a really tough time because it was just over a year that we wow. were apart during that time while I was sitting in South Africa waiting. And wow just waiting for that process to happen for me to come to Canada. Wow. So a year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so the, the government year ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So how did you feel like in the middle of that time, in the middle of mm -hmm. that year of waiting, how, how did, how did you feel during that time? Very impatient and yeah. saying, come on, God, like we are listening to you. And mm -hmm. now why is this taking so long? So a lot of times of impatience and uncertainty being like, did we hear from God? Right. Um, yeah. So those were the two big things, like just that impatience and uncertainty during that, during those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then what, like what kept you going in the midst of like waiting and, and for, for that, that whole year, that is like the longest year yeah, ever. It really was. Um, I think just again, being reminded that the, he was calling us there, uh, mm -hmm. coming to Canada here, here. <laughs> yeah. um, and just being reminded that he does fulfill those promises. And so just being persevering and um, just remembering on his promises. And so knowing that he will, eventually he'll come through when his yeah. time is right and when when it, when everything will come together yeah that's so mm -hmm. good that's so good and so um going through that time of waiting 
and Tret like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine how challenging that would be. Like when Nat's away for a week, I'm like, okay, this is forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you came through. How how did that shape? Did that shape you at all as a person mm-hmm. or your relationship with God? Yeah, I think it's also just taught me to to persevere through those times. Like, I mean, now we're going through all these ups and downs as well. And 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 when you go through those moments, just looking back and being like, okay, God did get me through that, so He will get me through this again. So yeah. I think just um, learning to persevere and not give up. Um, that's that's so good. Thing. And knowing that God is faithful, like just trusting Him, um, time and time again through those ups and downs, and um, mm-hmm. being, and just knowing He will get you through that. So good. Yeah. I love what you say there of like reflecting back on, okay, got, got me through then you'll get me through now in this time Mm -hmm. of what seems uncertain or there's just a lot of things up in the air. And Mm -hmm. one of the the reasons uh, were, or one of the key scriptures for even this, this series is uh, the scripture and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and their word of their testimony and how, Mm -hmm. you know, we can look back on those challenging times and situations and be like, okay, God brought me through mm-hmm. back then or when I was going through this in the, the longest year that seemed mm-hmm. like 10,000 year period yeah. uh, that he will bring me through where I am right now exactly. as well. And even like in that moment, I remember people saying to me like, oh, you know, when you look back on this, this is going to be like so a blink of an eye. And, mm. and at the time, I did not want to hear that or listen yeah. to it at all. I'm like, you don't know how I'm feeling right now. I'm yeah. frustrated and impatient and I just want to be there. And, um, and yet now when I do look back, it was like, it feels like forever ago in a lot of ways, but um, yet I still am reminded of just that time of how God was with me even during those times and how he did get me through it. And we live in Canada now, so yeah. obviously we made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. And then when you came to Canada, was it, did you come in winter or did you no, come in I came summer? In- I came in July. It, oh. it, yeah, it was July, July 7th. So I came yeah. in the summertime, it eased me into my first winter. <laughs> <laughs> slowly, slowly, slowly. And then you got hit yeah. with minus 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. It, in that time, like if someone's going through a time of where they're like, you know, maybe they're believing for something mm-hmm. uh, from God or there's a, there's like a promise of God and they're believing for it, but it's taking longer than they thought, or it's not on, you know, how they thought it would be. What would you say to them if they're in a very similar situation as you? Mm-hmm. Just God, just remember God is in control. I think mm-hmm. we often put these, these uh, situations in our timing or when we mm-hmm. want a resolution for these and we want it often a lot quicker than maybe God's timing. Um, mm-hmm. So just trust him and just know that he is in control. He loves you. He's not going to want any harm to come into you and he wants to yeah. get you through this time as well. So um, just Keep close to him. These sometimes these times you feel like he is so far away, but mm-hmm. yet he I think he's actually really close to us. It's just we feel a little bit more disconnected during those yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so just keep praying. Just pray and pray and pray and persevere through those times. Mm-hmm. He will get you through that's, it. That's so good. Mm-hmm. In in that time, in the challenging time, how did you stay close to God? How did you stay close to him in that 
I, I was attending a church um, there as well. So that really helped and actually got really involved with the church there um, in the community there. So that kept my mind focused on God as well. Yeah, um, I just yeah. surrounded myself with people that were encouraging. My parents were such a great support as well because um, mm. I was living with them. Um, and they would just encourage me as well, pray with me together and, and just have that connection with them. Um, yeah. So just surround yourself with people that either have gone through something similar or you know that have have the same faith as you, um, that yeah. you can just um, ask them, hey, can you please be praying for me through this as well? So just have that community around you. Don't think, feel like you need to do it by yourself, that there are yeah. those around you that can be with you and help you through that. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, that's so, so important is like sometimes I, I know I can feel, okay, I'm just going to just like toughen it out on my yeah. own or just, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to grip my teeth yeah. or grip yeah. my spiritual faith cheats really tight <laughs> by myself. Yeah. But it is so important to just surround ourselves with, mm -hmm. with people who can believe with us, stand in faith with yeah. us. Like, like the Bible talks about of like bearing one another's burden. Right. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. we can stand in faith and why, you know, mm -hmm. community is so, so important that Definitely. right. To be in a, mm -hmm. in a, in a church community, a faith community where, you can do life together and, and stand if there's challenges and mm -hmm. so you don't have to do it alone. And I think right. sometimes we, we, we worry that um, people will think of us as weak if we mm -hmm. um, cannot get through these or we, you know, we struggle. And I don't think we should see it like that. We should, we should be there for each other. We shouldn't see it as a weakness at all because we're all human. We all go through this stuff. So um, I just feel like we really shouldn't feel like we should be doing it on our own at all. We should yeah. be reaching out and, and asking those around to, to be praying for us and just to encourage us during those tough times. That's what God sent these friends and people and community for us. So I don't think he meant for us to do it alone. Absolutely. I would, I would so agree that life is designed to be done together. And mm -hmm. like the fact is, if maybe you're watching right now and you feel like, man, I can't do this. And while you're alone, it, the, you're not designed to, to go through life alone. You're not designed to just do it yourself. You're designed to do life with God and to do it in community with people that can support you and, and mm -hmm. be with you, pray with you. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. oh, what, uh, when you're going through that challenging season or if you go through one in life right now, what, what is the scripture that's really, really spoken to you? Mm -hmm. My favorite is always Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And that yeah. is, um, for I know the plans I have for you. That's God speaking to us saying, I yeah. know the plans I have for you. Plans for you to prosper, to give you hope and a future and not for disaster. So that's always like my go-to when I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I've got that hope in him. He does not want my life to be a disaster. He <laughs> wants to give me yeah. hope. Yeah. Um, so, so that one is my go-to all the time in those situations. So Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So good. Yeah. I, I love that. That's one of my favorite scriptures as well. Like, mm -hmm. okay, God, it, yeah. it isn't maybe going my time schedule. My time schedule is like, okay, I'm going to submit the application a week later. I'm on a plane. Mm -hmm. um, but I know God, you've got good plans for me. Amen. And even if, mm -hmm. even if, you know, you're not following my timeline or my spreadsheet that I yeah. sent you, God, uh, I know that you still have good, <laughs> good plans for me, yeah. a, a hope and, and a future. I love that. Exactly. That is so so good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I know this is absolutely going to just build faith in people, encourage people. I know it's encouraged me as well. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much, Tanya. I, I really enjoy our conversation and I am thank so you. glad 
that you are here in Calgary <laughs> and uh, you Thank and Connor you. are here. I love your boys. They are, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Levi has a ton of fun playing with, with them as well. Or right yeah. now during this time when we do our Thrive Coffee, seeing them on Zoom calls, it's just, mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. So thank you, Tanya. And, thank you. Uh, Amen. What a great testimony of God's faithfulness in Tanya's life. I don't know about you, but that encouraged me and I'm sure it encouraged you that, hey, if God is not finished, if it isn't finished, it means God is not done. He will do what he said he will do. Maybe today you're in that in-between time where you're waiting, where it's maybe you've prayed and now you're waiting, or maybe there was a transition and you know, you're in the between time of a job, or maybe in the middle of, of a health challenge or relationship or any challenge in life that you can know that God is working, that he's got good plans for you, that if God, if it isn't finished and you see it in God's word, it means that God is not done. Today, no, if you're in the middle, in the waiting time, God's not done. He's working. This isn't where your story ends. Something that stood out to me that Tanya said, is she said this, is she said, it is not weakness if you're struggling and it is not weakness if you reach out to someone. You know, I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes if I'm going through a challenge or a struggle or a difficult situation, sometimes what I want to do is withdraw, is to do it on my own or not reach out to anyone. And Sometimes I think we can pull away in those times, maybe because we feel uh, it might feel like we're weak by reaching out and, and reaching out to someone else and, okay, I want to do this on my own. Or maybe sometimes it's pride or sometimes even shame of like, if I was a better Christian or if I had more faith, then I wouldn't be going through this challenge. Um, but there's actually nothing to be ashamed of in going through challenges or struggles or obstacles in life. Jesus actually says in this life, this is the Jesus. He's saying in this life, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. You know, if you're going through a challenging situation and feel ashamed, or maybe you feel like if I reach out to someone, I, I don't, that's sort of like weakness. I don't really want to do that. And you feel ashamed. No, that is not from God. That actually, uh, Romans 10, 11 says, uh, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. God is not shaming you. He loves you. And God is not a, a distancer, but actually a restorer and drawing people in. It's actually the enemy, I believe, oftentimes when we're going through challenging situations that can bring shame or feelings of, uh, I don't really want people to see me in whatever light they may see me in. And what he tries to do is I believe he tries to separate us from the community, from people that God has put in our lives. You know, first Peter five, eight, it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I don't know if you've ever watched like a nature program or on national geographics and you see like the lion in the savannah and, and the lion creeps up on the antelope. Slowly creeping up. 
slowly, slowly. They'd go and they find the weak one. And they and then what happens is right, the lions they go and they and they find one and they what do they do? They separate it from the herd. And I believe that's what the enemy tries to do when you're going through a challenging situation, when you're going through obstacles. Is the enemy, I think he brings sometimes he brings uh, feelings of shame. Or, or feelings of like false feelings of if I reach out weakness and causes you to pull back. Why? Because he prowls around like a roaring lion trying to devour you that way. But I want to encourage you, don't allow this to happen. If you're going through a challenging situation or an in-between time where you're waiting, don't do that. Instead, take this opportunity when there's a challenge or obstacle to actually press in. You know, press into God and press into the community that God has for you. Reach out to people. Um, get into, you know, doing Thrive Group Lives, Coffee and Thrive, or just call someone in church. Or, you know, if you're going through something right now, know this is we love you. We're here for you. As a church, we're praying for you. And we would love to just talk with you, walk with you. You can, you know, email us. You can call us. You can direct message us. Know that we are here for you. I think one of the greatest privileges uh, that I have in my life, and I think all of us as believers have, is to actually walk alongside one another as we go through life, the ups and the downs. Like the Bible says, it says, bearing one another's burdens. So walking together and going through life. So I want to encourage you today, if you're going through some challenging times, don't allow uh, false feelings of weakness of reaching out or, or feelings of shame. Instead, push, press into the community that God has for you. Um, press into who God has placed in your life. Know today you are more than an overcomer. That if God is for you, who can be against you? That just as Tanya, she had her family and people around her that were in that in-between time, were praying with her, that were believing with her. Today, if you're going through something, a challenge, you don't have to do it alone and you shouldn't do it alone. You can reach out and have people in faith with you, encouraging you. Like Hebrews 10, 24 says, it says this in the passion it says, discover creative ways to encourage one another and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expression of love. This is the not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. We need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encounter and urge each other onwards as we anticipate that day dawning. I want to encourage you today. You're not alone. You are loved by God and you have a church family that loves you. I just want to pray with you right now. If you're going through a challenge, if you're going through a struggle, or maybe you're just in that in-between time, we're just going to pray right now. Father, I thank you that you love us. That God, if you gave Jesus, you do not withhold any good thing. That all your promises are yes and amen. 
Father, I thank you that if you are for us, which we know you are for us, who can be against us? So Father, I thank you for breakthrough in people's lives in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for provision in every area. God, you say that you will provide all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So Father, I thank you for um, financial provision. I thank you for a relationship provision, for for provision in emotions, peace, wholeness, health provision in Jesus name. Father, I thank you that you are a God, the God of the, not the possible, but the impossible and that every obstacle is an opportunity with you. So father, we thank you for people overcoming this morning. Father, we thank you for testimonies coming out of on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all throughout the week of you working and bringing breakthrough to people lives in Jesus name. Hey, know we love you and I look forward to seeing you in the lobby after the service. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.